Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome in to this emergency DNVR Broncos podcast. I'm your host, Zach Stevens, joined by my main man, Hank Henry Chisholm. Thanks for joining me today, Hank. And of course, this is an emergency pod. Typically, those things aren't good. News coming down the wire right about now that Von Miller has suffered a major injury that could be season ending. Uh, The latest update we have coming in from Adam Schefter saying that it is a tendon that Von Miller injured in his ankle that happened on the last play of practice today. And he's expected to need surgery, which would end his season. Hank, obviously, absolutely crushing news. What's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear this? It's, uh, I mean, it's it's just how terrible this is. I mean, it's it's tough to even come up with better words than that. I mean, all of a sudden you start thinking about like, are the playoffs still attainable? Like, when you lose your best player, what does that do to the ceiling? And, you know, I do think that the playoffs are attainable. It did just get a whole lot harder, though. Um, yeah, it, it sucks, is my first thought. Yeah, yeah. And when you're talking about Von Miller, when you're talking about the greatest pass rusher in Broncos history, when you're talking about a first ballot Hall of Famer, when you're talking about potentially the best defensive player to ever be in your organization, those are huge things that you're talking about when you're talking about Von Miller. So I understand if people's brain goes to the big picture, Hank, like you're talking about, like, okay, what 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 does this mean for Von Miller's future with the Broncos? What does this mean for the Broncos this year? What does this mean for the Broncos next week? Because, man, we're six days away from the Broncos opening the season. So I think any initial feelings are, are totally valid here because, Hank, this is a, a 30, you know, Von's 31 right now. Uh, and if this is a season-ending injury, you look at his contract, which we'll dig into. But my, my first reaction is just, Oh my goodness, what a terrible, huge blow for Von Miller and for the Broncos because he's their best player on defense yep. and he, he's their highest paid player this year. Henry, he's their highest paid player next year. And you mentioned the playoffs, what this means for the Broncos uh, in terms of the playoffs. Uh, is there no chance of them making the playoffs? No, there's still a chance. But John Elway, Vic Fangio, everyone said, that the formula for this team is at least in the beginning of the season to have their defense carry them. And you just lost the Super Bowl 50 MVP. You just lost potentially uh, an eight time pro bowler uh, an eight time or seven time all pro. What, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is it's so hard to quantify how big of a loss this is. If he is in fact done for the season. Yep. Yeah, no, that's basically it, is that this is a massive loss. You know, I'm I, I've been trying to find silver linings. And you know, you're not gonna find anything where you can say, oh, well, this is now the case, so this is actually a good thing. It isn't. It is a very bad thing. 
and any silver linings are going to be very thin silver linings compared to the loss of Vaughn. Um, here's what I've come up with. You know, last year, the Broncos had, in my opinion, a top five defense in the NFL. They didn't have Bradley Chubb. And now you can look at this front forward, this starting pass rush, and say, you replace Vaughn with Bradley Chubb. That's a downgrade. And I know that people want to push this whole thing that, you know, Bradley Chubb is the new number one and all that. It's still Vaughn is the number one of that group. But you do add Jarrell Casey, and you still have Draymond Jones there. And so now, when you're looking at these nickel packages, you have four down linemen. Maybe Shelby Harris goes out to the edge and you bring Draymond Jones in next to Jarrell Casey. Maybe maybe it's a uh, Casey or Jones who uh, winds up being on the edge. Maybe Malik Reed is ready for that responsibility. So when you look at the pass rush, there's a lot that you can look at and say, okay, this is still fine and you can get away with it, especially because I do think the inside linebackers are upgraded and because I think that the secondary is better than it was last year. And so when you look at all of it, there's still a path for this defense to be as good as it was last year. I wanted it to be a lot better than it was last year. This just, this just sucks. That's all it yeah. is. Yeah, it really does suck. And, and Henry, I think people that listen to this podcast know that my expectations for Vaughn were mm -hmm. through the roof during the off season, but tempered because he's getting paid $25 million this year. So I wanted to hold him accountable for that, but Coming off an eight-sack season in his 30s, my expectations, uh, realistic expectations, were low for Vaughn going into training camp. I was, you know, hoping he would he would be in the double-digit sack category, and then training camp came, and I told myself I wasn't going to get caught up in the hype. But after watching Vaughn Miller in training camp practice with my own eyes, practice after practice, he was so freaking good he was so dominant and i've seen von dominate training camp going up against garrett bulls going up against the rotating right tackles that the broncos have had throughout the years this was probably the best that he ever has been in training camp absolutely phenomenal and then that's just looking at him on the field off the field uh you know of course the, there was all the talk of how he's this new leader now and and i really noticed it during camp in this last month as well. And if that's gone, I can't even say just how big of a blow that is uh, to, to the Broncos pass rush, to the Broncos defense. And then you're also talking about Bradley Chubb, who six days before the start of the season uh, is very much up in the air what his role is going to be. Is he going to have a big role? Is he going to play? Heck, I still have those questions on if Bradley Chubb's going to play week one. The team seems confident about it, but Henry, he hasn't practiced in about 10 days right now. So you couple all of this together and it's really hard to quantify just how big of a blow this is. And I'm, I'm not trying to be a Debbie Downer. I, I think, you know, if you lose your highest paid player, a future first ballot Hall of Famer, that's you know what we're talking about with Von Miller right now. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you know, there, there are ways to scheme pressure and good defensive coordinators. And the Broncos are lucky to have one of those working with Vic Fangio as head coach. You know, they, they can find ways to get pressure even without elite guys. You know, the, the Patriots have been doing it for years. The problem is 
what was so great about what was supposed to be the Broncos defense this year is that you didn't need the scheme pressure. You didn't need to have too many stunts. You didn't need to have everybody up at the line so that the offense doesn't know who's coming and who's going. You didn't need the corner blitzes because you could line up with Bradley Chubb and Von Miller and Jarrell Casey, and then take your choice of Shelby Harris or Draymond Jones. And based on the numbers game, at least two of the, or at, I mean, at least two of those guys is going to have a one-on-one and you expect those guys to win one-on-ones. Now you can't just say, okay, we're dropping seven guys into coverage. And that means that for AJ Johnson, for Josie Jewell, when he's on the field, you can play those little bit smaller zones because there's more people to cover the same amount of field. Now you're going to have to get those guys up against the line of scrimmage, sometimes blitzing, sometimes dropping back into bigger zones. And that just makes that job even tougher when you have to like drop back instead of start. It's, it's going to have ripple effects throughout this whole defense. And it's going to be frustrating to think about all season. And I think that's, what's going to be the worst. It's just week in week out thinking, huh, what's different if bonds here. And right again um, i've ended everything i said with this but it it just sucks that's all this is is it's just awful it's just awful and 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 that's really you know what it all comes down to when you think short term when you think this season as a whole when you think in the future it just sucks Mm -hmm. It, it really really stinks for vaughn it stinks for the broncos and look malik reed Uh, I wrote about him multiple times Mm -hmm. during training camp, just how good he was, how much he impressed me. You know, one day Von Miller wasn't practicing. Malik Reed stepped in and I said, no Von Miller, no problem for the Broncos defense. Was I saying that Malik Reed was replacing a future Hall of Famer without missing a step? No, but was Malik Reed good? Yeah, he really impressed me. Uh, And uh, on the other side, you have Jeremiah Atachu, Jerry Atachu, who, is a good backup, could be a starter on a couple of teams, but we're talking about Von Miller. We're talking about replacing Von Miller, and that's what these guys have to do, and simply there is no replacing Von Miller, whether it's with uh, Malik Reed, Jerry Itachu, guys on the street right now. There's no replacing Von Miller, and that's what the Broncos are looking at if it does come true that Von Miller's season uh, is in fact done. Yeah, and I think Mike Kliss tweeted that uh, he has some meeting with a doctor on Thursday, and that's when they're going to know for sure what exactly it is. But the expectation is that it is the ruptured tendon in his ankle, and that's going to cost him the season. <sighs> I, I, I just don't know. You know, some people are asking who is the fifty-third man on the roster if uh, Vaughn is cut, and I think that that's a really good question. Um, my guess is that they look outside of the organization. I don't think that Derek Tuska is in a position yet right. where you're happy putting him on the field. But Zach, I guess my question question for you is if they do promote somebody from the practice squad from inside the organization, it is Tuska, right? He'd be at the top of that list. Yeah, it would be Tuska. The guy that less than a week ago, Vic Fangio uh, was very brutally honest about him and said, he's a guy that came from a small program and he needs to develop in every single way. The The way Vic said, said uh, talked about Derek Tuska, it was clear that he was not going to make the 53. That, in fact, came true. Derek Tuska uh, is just a small guy that needs to continue to develop. So that's not a guy that you're comfortable putting on the field. You know what? You, you may rather put someone on the field 
that is physically there and not mentally there yet so that you can have Justin Simmons tell a guy what to do. There's no Justin Simmons right before a play telling Derek Tuska, okay, gain 20 pounds and don't get pushed over by this, by this lineman. Uh, so there's, there's no fill in for Vaughn on this roster. And like I've said multiple times now, you're six days away, almost to, to the minute, six mm-hmm. days away from starting this season. Anyone on the street isn't going to be able to come in and play a huge role. So it's going to be Malik Reed. And uh, now you have Josie Jewell instead of Todd Davis. You have uh, Malik Reed instead of Von Miller, very much likely at least for week one. And you could have Jeremiah Tachu instead of Bradley Chubb, at least for a significant amount of the plays. If Bradley Chubb does play, he's very likely going to be on a play count going up against 250 pound Derrick Henry and a, and a team that is just going to try to pound the rock and attack you. So it's, it's just not good news. Any way you look at it, you lose a $25 million player who truly looked like he was in, in the best shape that he could possibly be in being at 31 years old right now. Yeah. It's a, it's a rough time. You know, you brought up, you know, you, you can't, you, you need Justin Simmons now to be telling a guy where to line up because that's kind of his role as a defense. The Broncos cut Todd Davis last week and Todd Davis was the guy who ran the defense. He was the guy who was calling the defense. He was the guy who Vic told the defense to, and then he shared the information. He made the checks once they got out on the field. That was his job. Now that's on Alexander Johnson, maybe after Vic said that he doesn't trust Alexander to do that because he isn't to that point in his understanding of this defense. Maybe it's Josie Jewell who has to do that. Maybe it all just relies on Justin Simmons. Maybe Justin Simmons is now doing all of it. But now you know there's one more guy on the on the field who needs to be told what to do because Vaughn was Vaughn. You know, he, he doesn't need Todd Davis saying, okay, we need you right here right now. We need you to move over. Malik Reed, uh, you know, I, I haven't been in the locker room. I haven't been in the huddle, but I would guess that he might need more help than Von Miller did in those situations. Yeah, yeah, it, exactly. He definitely will. And again, it's it's not just mental, it's physical. You're not going to be able to replicate Von Miller's talent. The highest drafted player on the Broncos, number two overall pick. And then, of course, on the other side, we're talking Bradley Chubb, the second highest drafted player on the Broncos with the number five overall pick. Could be without both of those guys, at least in, in, in a very big role come week one. So I didn't want to go here on this pod, but we're getting so many questions about it. I feel like we need to talk about who's out there, Henry, and who's out there that the Broncos could sign to try to replace Von Miller. And there are some names out there. You have Clay Matthews. You have Cameron Wake. You have Terrell Suggs. I mean, we're we're talking big names right now, but they're all available for a reason you're not available six days before the Broncos game two 20, 48 hours before the start of the NFL season, because you're great. And because you're ready to be an instant starter and because you're ready to play uh, 90% of the defensive snaps and be able to constantly pressure a quarterback. You're, you're simply not out there. Clay Matthews was a guy that could do that. Uh, Cameron Wake has proved that he could do that at points and Terrell Suggs. Definitely. I mean, a Hall of Famer right there. But years ago, 
for for all all yeah. of those guys. Yeah, and you know, I guess before you can start trying to figure out who to bring in, you need to decide what exactly you are looking for. And I mean, the easy answer is you're looking for a replacement for Von Miller. Guess what? You're not going to find one. That guy just does not exist on planet Earth, let alone on the street right now looking for a job. So what you really need is somebody who in week one can step in and ideally play half of the snaps in the game. I think it's unlikely you're going to find that guy and you might as well just say it's not going to happen because of the way the protocols work for the coronavirus. What they sign somebody today or decide who they want to sign. Maybe they can get them their first coronavirus test tonight. I would doubt it. And then they have no. to do another one Wednesday, another one Thursday. If you can't get tonight, the final test is Friday. And then are they allowed in Friday night into the facilities? You're not going to get anybody who can play week one. So that's out really you have to be looking long-term for a guy who you'd rather have in a three-man rotation than Jerry Attachu. Somebody who can, you know, by the end of the season, when Bradley's full health playing uh, close to every snap, hopefully, somebody who can split time with Malik Reed. And I think that as Bradley goes through this process, obviously the, the role for whoever you bring in is going to be bigger at the start of the season and less at the back end of the season. And that's why you do want somebody who is more of uh, – an established guy, like the guys you named, you know, can Clay Matthews be the guy who jumps in and fills that role starting week two? I mean, none of those guys, at least as far as I know, have any experience with a Vic Fangio defense. I, I don't, I don't know. I think to me, Clay Matthews is the name that jumps out. He'd be my top choice. Maybe with Suggs right behind him, maybe wake in front of him. I mean, wake is more of the pass rusher type. Right. Clay Matthews probably gives you the most in coverage, but he's probably lost his legs more than anybody. I, I don't know. I don't know. These are, they're flawed players at this point. Yeah, exactly. And I think cards are us in our comment section puts it perfectly. Vaughn is the Denver Broncos, you know, especially right now. And, and also the, the past, you know, five years, he's definitely been the face of the franchise without a doubt, but right now, Henry, as, as much as Drew Locke has been the talk of the town, as much as the, all the offensive weapons have been the talk of the town, this team was going to win by the defense first, at least in the first couple of games, first half, maybe even this full season. Now, I think with Von Miller, if he is done for the season, it puts all the pressure on the offense. The, there is no time to sit back and be 22nd, you know, the 10th worst offense, and slowly work your way up till you end at uh, uh, about 15 and until you're an average offense. If this Broncos team wants to be a winning team, wants to make the playoffs, now, sorry, guys, I know you're young. I know it's a new offense. I know there was no off-season program for you guys to get going. I know uh, there were no preseason games. I know you have so many rookies making big roles on this team. No excuses. You got to go right now, and that's such a tough task. Such a tough task. Just listen to John Elway himself say that the expectations for the offense should be tempered, and now they can't be. They they just simply can't be. Yeah, Drew's going to have to grow up fast. That's uh, the world we're living in. Um, you know, Vaughn's greatest impact comes at the end of games. That is when he is at his best. When he has a lead and the other team has three, four minutes to get down the field and score, 
those are passing downs, and that means Vaughn gets to pin his ears back and go get the quarterback. That's gone now. Other teams are going to be more successful late in games. That is where you're going to see the biggest impact is, of course, Derrick Henry over the course of the game, he is going to be more productive up until those last eight minutes, whatever it ends up being. But those last eight minutes are going to be a struggle. That means that Drew's going to be in more situations where he's going to have to go out there and respond after the opposing offense does something. Hopefully he does it. And he's going to have a lot of situations where he can go out there and make a name for himself. You know, John Elway is known for being like the late game guy. Drew, it's, it's kind of do or die time because you're not going to be able to give the ball to Melvin and Phil in the way that you expected and just run out the clock and trust the defense in the way that you expected. You know, you hope the running game is doing enough to like keep him out of trouble early on. But this really does mean that the the bar has been raised that drew needs to clear yeah yeah and and we have a few comments coming in uh which take kind of a, another look at this von injury one from kenny booker and one from joey harrison and they're along the lines of why do people keep thinking that this is the super bowl 50 von and, and acting like he's in the prime of his career and he's he, he's not, you know, he I'm not saying that he was going to have the best year of his career, have 18 and a half sacks or carry the Broncos to a Super Bowl. But he's your highest paid player on defense. He did only have eight sacks last year. And I was certainly critical uh, of that. I did expect a bigger year for him this year. Uh, and uh, even with Von Miller only having eight sacks last year, uh, it, it, let's say you didn't have that. What is this team last year, Henry? They're they're not a seven and nine team. They're they're worse than that. So am I saying though that this injury is bringing the Broncos from nine and seven, ten and six down to four and twelve? No, I'm not. But there was legitimate hope and optimism that this team was going to make the playoffs, make a push, be above five hundred for the first time since 2016. This injury does hurt that. It really does oh, hurt yeah. that. That Von Miller is a game or two or three valuable to you. So yes, it may not be losing Von Miller, expecting him to have 18 and a half sacks, but I was expecting, you know, 12, 13, 14 uh, sacks per game or, or sacks this season. You lose that. That's massive. Yeah. And you know, if, if you want to just say Von only had eight sacks and so he wasn't a great player anymore, go ahead. But don't just look at the stats. It's it's a football game. It's not a game of stats. You know, he's out there doing more things than he's ever done in this Vic Fangio defense. He's spending more time in coverage. He's not just sprinting at the quarterback the way he did before. You know, this is a different scheme, and that definitely hurt his sack numbers, but it meant that he had to do other things as well. And so he wasn't spending as much time trying to get to the quarterback. And also, he didn't have any help with Bradley Chubb. You know, if you go back and actually watch him, Vaughn had a good season. Was it a perfect season? Of course not. But to reduce everything he does down to the total number of sacks he provides, I really, really hate that a whole lot. And uh, I think it was Big Smooth just had a great point, and it's something I want to talk about. Yes, the offensive coordinator has to adjust. Guess who's now seeing double teams? Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb will now be double teamed every time he's on the field because Vaughn is not there. If they're just going out there with their 5-0 linemen, sending five guys out into a route, that was going to be Vaughn who was getting the double team, assuming that they send the four in the like base nickel defense. Everybody else has the one-on-ones. 
That's no longer the case. You just replaced a Bradley Chubb one-on-one with a Malik Reed one-on-one. You could get into the double teams of what they did to Vaughn last year. You can get into the triple teams and what they did with Vaughn last year. He is a really good football player. And I hate seeing people reduce him based solely on the sack numbers. Yeah, yeah, that that's very fair. And I think something that is going to have a huge impact that we can't quantify, like you're saying, Henry, is behind the scenes and what Von Miller means to that locker room, what he means to the defense. He's the heart and soul of the Denver Broncos and has been for years. And I know Drew's up and coming. He has not taken that from Von Miller. Von Miller is the heart and soul. When the Broncos lost one of their highest paid players this year, uh, Juwan James, when he opted out, is that a big deal behind the scenes? No, it really wasn't. That didn't crush the Broncos, uh, the, the players' souls. This one is something that they're not going to be able to write off. The players are not going to be able to say, yeah, well, we wish we had Vaughn, but, uh, you know, next next man up. They'll, they'll say that, but I think we're also, I think even publicly, they're going to be even more uh, impacted by that. And that's just something that everyone is going to know that number 58 isn't in the game. So really hoping, really hoping, Hank, that in the next few days, it comes out that it's not as serious as it is. But going off everything we've seen and heard and, and people I've talked to so far, it doesn't look good. It does not look good for Von Miller. And we talked a lot about Drew Locke having to step up. The defense has to step up too, because again, that is Von Miller's football team. And now it is no longer his football team. That was his defense. And now it's no longer his defense. Somebody is going to have to start making the plays late in games that Von even last year was making. Even last year, if you go back and watch, he's making the plays. I think that, I think that, Bradley Chubb, for example, in those late game situations where the other team is trying to get down the field quickly, they're trying to go score to tie it up, to take the lead, whatever. Now Bradley has to be the guy that everybody looks to and says, you go get the quarterback. That is now his job. That was not his job. Everybody looked to Vaughn in those situations. Now Justin Simmons needs to start picking off some passes. I think that he's still incredibly underrated. I think that they should have given him his contract. But the interception numbers weren't what you want to have from somebody who is asking for as much money as he was rightfully asking for. He needs some late interceptions to make up for the loss of late sacks that you're not going to have because Vaughn's gone. Throughout this whole defense, a whole bunch of these young guys are, you know, you can look at two ways. You can say that they either have the opportunity to go out there and win games for their team because Vaughn isn't going to be the one who's doing it. Or you can say, what is this defense even going to be late in games? And how is this loss of Vaughn going to affect their odds at the playoffs? It's a, it's, it's, it's just not good. It's not a good situation. Yeah. Yeah. Hank, you're, you're kind of lost for words. And I think that's what Broncos country is uh, lost for words right now. Mm -hmm. Don't know where to go. So excited for this season. And for some people it's crushing, for others, and kind of like we talked about, it just puts a, a huge emphasis now on the Broncos' offense uh, and really shifts what, what needs to happen for this season in order for them uh, to make a playoff push like a lot of us were expecting. Uh, and, uh, man, I think I speak for both of us and really all of Broncos' country. Our heart just goes out for Vaughn. What, what a devastating injury. And we really hope 
that it's not going to be season ending, but all of the reports indicate mm -hmm. that Von Miller suffered uh, what, what people fear is a season ending uh, ankle injury uh, and a tendon in his ankle. And it does not look good. Uh, Hank, I really, really appreciate you jumping on this podcast with me. We had to talk to the people to give our initial reactions. There is so much more news to come on this. Uh, so make sure you're following along at the dnvr.com and also We'll be right back with you with all of the, the breaking information tomorrow morning on this podcast. So thank you guys so much for tuning in with us and stay tuned because we'll have all of the up-to-date information for you. Thanks so much guys for joining us tonight.